Welcome to the Broadcast Friday Top 5. I'm your host, Randy Salo. And I'm Dario Albrecht. Today is Friday, March 26th, and we are about to talk about our favorite releases of the week. Good morning, Prague fam. Uh, welcome back to the Prodcast Friday Top 5. Another release day. We celebrate that every Friday here. Today might even be a Bandcamp Friday. I think that they just announced that like two days ago. Dario, can you confirm that? Is today a Bandcamp Friday? It's uh, next week, April 2nd. April 2nd. So so now you got a bit of a head start and can already think what you want to buy next week, Friday. But this week, Friday, we got a couple of releases, but my first pick would be from last Saturday, actually. A surprise drop of an EP from the Israeli band Storchi, who uh, published, uh, released their debut album Outside in 2019. And so this is their second release. It's um, a three-track EP, and it was a surprise um, release. It is the band fronted by the flute talents of Danielle Sassi, uh, who is, of course, the daughter of Yossi, uh, whom I had on the podcast last week, and who also plays on Yossi Sassi and the Oriental Rock Orchestra um, album that dropped last Friday. But um, yeah, this is her band, and um, it's it's a lot more heavy and... Um, with this release, I think they they just wanted to to create something a little bit more weird, and um, so it is aptly titled "Crude." Um, and I enjoy it very much. Its um, reference points could be maybe a, a bit more metal and a heavy version of Cotebill, the the Venezuelan prog band. Um, without the focus on the classical and 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 piano thingies, more more of course on the on the on the flute as a lead solo instrument, and and also yeah, the riffs are heavier and and stuff. But it it's got a raw edge and 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 a quirky feeling, which is cool. Um, so yeah, that was my first pick. Uh, did you listen to it as well? I did. Uh, I, I I listened to it once through, and yeah, it has it. Yeah, it's got some cool heavy parts, some like kind of unexpected heaviness. Um, but then it's also got some kind of funny little production things where you could tell that they were just having fun in the studio. Like there's a whistling section. I don't know if you caught that. There's <laughs> one part where somebody's like whistling, and it's it's blended really well into the into the mix. Um, that I, I think I only heard it because I was listening on headphones. But at one point you hear like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, somebody's <laughs> whistling right into the microphone. So it gave it kind of a live feeling. So uh, yeah, I, I, I got yeah. that. I got that too. I mean, the Yossi Zassi band album was played live in the studio. Maybe yeah. maybe they did the same with Crude. Um, I will have to check up with them maybe to find that out. <laughs> Cool, yeah. My first pick, actually, we already discussed a little bit on episode 121 of the podcast, where I interviewed uh, James, the singer-guitarist from Wheel. This is a Finnish band. James is from England originally, but the band lives in Finland. And um, if you've if you've caught Soen on tour the last few years, you've probably seen them because they've been one of their supporting bands for the last few years. 
And um, their new album, Resident Human, drops today. That was an album that I was really very much looking forward to after um, 2019's Moving Backwards. Uh, this was an excellent record. And the follow-up is, as James puts it, maybe a bit more fragile. It's kind of an interesting way to to look at it, but I think he's right. It's it's still heavy, but it's it also has like this more delicate side. And um, it has some of their more jammy sections like you would have heard in Moving Backwards and also from the EPs. Um, but certainly you can feel that they really have grown into their own sound. And yeah, obvious references would be like Tool, of course, but um, I hear a lot of different grunge in their sound, including Alice in Chains and stuff. And that's partly because of, of James's vocals, which I really like because... I would say in the progressive world, he definitely has kind of a grunge vocal style, uh, which is not as usual, I think, in our in in the genre. And um, but the yeah, and the and the band is like so tight. The rhythm section is just amazing. Uh, so yeah, what do you think? Um, actually, especially uh, one of the singles, I think it was the maybe the third single. Um, Got got me thinking. Okay, this is like uh, picture picture the Drake meme uh, <laughs> with the first uh, panel saying "tool" and the second se panel saying "carnival." <laughs> yeah, I, I know a lot of people um, <laughs> said when like moving backwards came out that like that was the album Tool should have released. You know, like that year. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I can, uh, I, I've confirm. heard a lot of people say that too, and uh, yeah, it was the I think it was this, the third single, Fugue. Oh, yeah. uh, it's a, like the 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 airy guitars, mm -hmm. like very atmospheric guitars, have this this very very carnivalesque feel, yep. which I really appreciate, and uh, because I, it, it's it's something that uh speaks to me more than anything tool has released in the last 15 years <laughs> yeah it's definitely uh pretty intellectual i would say lyrically like conceptually james i think is you know someone who likes to dive into subjects and read books and 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 yeah. sort of write about them and like think about the world and stuff so i don't want to give it away too much i mean um there's a lot of, you know, like contemporary political stuff in there as well as some sort of science fiction uh, inspired stuff. But I would I would encourage you to go back and listen to episode 121 where he kind of breaks down, you know, the concept behind the album. Yeah, it, it, it became apparent already when I had the pleasure of interviewing him when they played in Munich uh, in 2019 at some point probably. Um, so it was actually James' second appearance on the broadcast, and um, as you pointed out, they were one of the first bands we talked about on the yeah. very first episode with the with the Vultures video. That's right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, cool. um, uh, this it's their second full length album, and I think they're about to blow up to blow up in the scene. Right? Uh, they definitely have the have what it takes. Musically, and I also think they have the the the, the determination, but still they are they're being genuine uh, about it and 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 approachable and stuff. Totally, James so, is so, a lovely guy. It was a really great chat. So, 
So yeah, that's a great mixture to have. Yeah. <laughs> What's next? Yeah, also a band that we had twice on the broadcast so far. Um, first time I was uh, interviewing them at the Euroblast Festival 2019. The second time I was interviewing them here in Munich last fall when they had when they were playing their very last show for their socially distanced German mini tour. I'm talking about the Hirsch effect, of course, the uh, crazy, unique German artcore band. Um, who released a, a fantastic um, uh, studio album last year called Collapse. And the, for people who don't know the Hirsch effect, their lyrics are primarily in German. And um, the the album was dealing with uh, Fridays for Future and the person of Greta Thunberg in particular. Um so here again we have very timely political or so, so, so social political um concept uh, going on um what is dropping today actually is an EP uh called Grigaire and they did a crowdfunding for that it is a very special EP because it features uh, orchestral arrangements of a couple of their songs and uh, and also one new song like the title track and um yeah it's a very interesting uh, concept they they met this arranger uh with whom they did the um the the orchestral version of collapse the title track of their last studio album they did that last year um or actually they did it before the pandemic hit um like this one track and there's a like an amazing YouTube video you can see where they all those musicians are playing it live in the studio um it was um like how it was wouldn't have been possible uh once the the pandemic restrictions got underway uh the rest of the album they actually uh recorded uh, during last year, um, so they had to deal with 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 all the stuff that preve- prevents people from getting close together in in a room, and uh, but they even managed to invite some fans doing a fan choir and stuff. Uh, just some logistical uh, efforts needed to be made, of course, to maintain social distancing and stuff during the recording. But the outcome is um, really uh, uh, quite spectacular as they are uh, they are a band who never shy away from experimenting. And uh, there's in these arrangements, there's so much going on. It's um, it's a, a joy to to. Um, to discover new um, the Hirsch effect material or also new arrangements from them because their music is so rich and diverse and 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 at times all all out crazy. Um, they're they're definitely a, one of the most unique bands in the scene, and this EP is no different. <laughs> what did you think? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I did have a chance to listen to it a few times, and I and I really love it. It's kind of like the Deer Hunter meets the Hirsch Effect somehow, which is kind of <laughs> ironic in a way. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And 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 what's really interesting is that they included in the EP are several like audio commentary tracks from the band members where they talk about each track and what it means to them or like how they rearranged it or like some interesting aspects about how they made it and then in that you can kind of learn how they managed yeah. to like get the project made. I mean the the audio commentary is in is in German as well and oh, I think yeah. um <laughs> Uh, I, I would guess that they are also exclusive for the start next um, um, crowdfunding campaign pledges. Um, so, so, but um, yeah, it it is a very interesting. Um, uh, it was a very interesting project, um, and they managed to to come up with 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 amazing new versions of three of their old albums, and the title track is a brand new song. So uh, definitely check that out, and if you, maybe you you haven't listened to the Hirsch Effect before, and uh, were maybe a little bit put off by their frantic uh, math chorus side, this is definitely a little bit more melodic, and uh, like there's more rich harmonic textures as well, courtesy of the of the of the of the strings and 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 all that. So yeah. Uh, what's next, Randy? <laughs> um, so for my next pick, actually, I think this fits really well to the, the the release from Wheel. So I think fans of Wheel and also maybe fans of Tool would <laughs> dig the new Aziola Cry album, The Ironic Divide. And um, Aziola Cry is a band from Chicago, Illinois. And the last time they released an album was 14 years ago. So this is their third record. Um, I'm not sure if this is the third full length or if it's the second full length. Um, but this is a 48-minute album. It's produced by Stephen Gillis and mastered by Ten, Ted Jensen, who did Lamb of God and Gojira and stuff. And it's kind of an interesting sound because it, it sounds a little bit like a slow zero hour meets um, Gordian <laughs> Knot. Yeah, and um, I think that the Gordian knot element comes in because of Sean Malone's Chapman stick. Chapman stick. Thanks, Dario. Um, because the guitarist Jason Blake of this band plays something called the War Guitar, which is a little yes. bit like a Chapman stick guitar with like twelve strings in this case. So it has a very percussive sound, but then he also does these sort of leads with it too, um, which. Yeah, reminded me of Gordian Knot, uh, Sean Malone <laughs> style. People who uh, who remember '90s King Crimson uh, versions, they might remember the great Trey Gunn, who was also who was also playing a war guitar, um, also in the in the double trio um, lineup of King Crimson, where they had the war guitar with Trey Gunn and the Chapman stick with uh, Tony Levin. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, um, it's a trio and, um, it's, like I said, it's only four songs, but, uh, it runs 48 minutes and I'll just read a little note from the press release. The ironic divide features four songs telling the story of one person's final descent. There are two types of people in the world. There are those who do good for others and make a positive contribution to society in some way. Then there are those who do evil and hurt fellow humans. There is no rationale behind their behavior. They are cowards. This is their story. <laughs> I love the little law and order ending there. This is their story. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, a very cool release, something to like get into. There's one track that's like 20 minutes long. There's even a video for the the opening track that runs about runs about 10 minutes, which yeah. I always think as a video maker, like doing a music video for a 10 minute song is like, oh my god, you know. With but the, it, with, but it with, works the, well. with the with an instrumental trio, so yeah. there's not yeah. that many band members to 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 choose from, you know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so they stick with the wide mostly until there's like some solos and stuff like that, and they change the lighting and they shot in this like creepy old abandoned, um, uh, like not a mall but like a shopping shopping mall kind of like uh, old. Um, what do we call those? Um, department store in Chicago, yeah. something abandoned. So it's, it gives it kind of a cool feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember the name definitely from back in the day when I was listening to Proglus Radio. So um, they are not new to me, uh, but uh, definitely a, a big welcome back uh, to them. Great album, uh, amazing instrumental stuff they are putting out there. Absolutely. <laughs> you got one more pick, Dario. Yes, and it is a big surprise by a very prolific young band from the UK. Kairos uh, have compiled a sort of best off from their Selexa streams um, streaming series they did last year instead of a tour, uh, which was a very cool thing where they pre-recorded some shows and put it up on YouTube. You can still go back and watch those on their YouTube, I'm pretty sure. Um, so now they they compiled their personal best off um, for this release. Um, I love how they, they made 2020 somehow their year, despite all the negative sides and not being able to tour and stuff. But they had they had their um, new album Alexa Dreams ready, and um, it was one of the best, if not the best, prog rock albums of last year. And they celebrated it with these very very cool streams, where they also did some covers, including some great guest appearances from John Mitchell or also um, um, Andy from ILO, I think, um, where they did some covers and they played some old stuff and some new stuff and they have short stuff and longer stuff. So it's it's all very, very diverse and they, they have so much fun doing it and it's uh, their, their fun playing music is... Uh, wh- what I got from these streams was, was, it, was contagious in, a, in the po- most positive way it could be uh which was amazing uh so now we have we have that little souvenir from the from this online tour if you will um the 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 track list the, the it, it i i still have to listen a little bit more because uh there there's some definitely some some odd choices that that um i wouldn't have picked um but uh, all the better now I can explore some of the songs that uh, were not my favorites before, which is cool. And and the band also dropped an awesome EP last fall, like in the <laughs> middle of it. So this is like the third record <laughs> yeah. in less than a year. 
Absolutely, that's right. Um, so yeah, they're definitely making use of their time and and uh, and put out stunning quality stuff. Um, yeah, and totally totally so, unique. I mean, there's a lot of bands that sort of embrace, you know, like synth pop and like '80s style at the moment. But I feel like Kairos does it in in a completely unique way. That when I listen to it, I don't automatically think of this is an yeah. homage to that era. Yeah. You know, I, I, yeah. it just sounds like taking a bunch of stuff from your musical life or your, you know, from your childhood or your, you know, what you've listened to and then just like making this, this totally new tapestry out of it. That's how I feel when I listen to their stuff. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't feel as forced as uh, as as the, the some of the last Muse singles I remember from like maybe two years ago. <laughs> the whole last was, Muse album actually was <laughs> was like I didn't go uh, go and listen to it because I oh. was like, okay, yeah, this is this is we we, we had this before and it feels like he that they wanted to jump on the bandwagon because it's it's hip again. Yeah, um, but Somehow, with Kairos, yeah. it, it feels it feels ge- genuine, and they and they also make it their very own thing, and um, yeah, just uh, a lot of musical fun, like like having fun playing together, even though you're not together in the same room. Yeah, um, and yeah, if you if you can't get enough of of the of the album when they once it's it's. Available on streaming services. Hop over to YouTube and watch the rest of the of the shows. Uh, just as a wrap up for the week, um, don't forget to go back and listen to Monday's episode, uh, episode one twenty one with James from Wheel, as I mentioned. And then yesterday, Dario, you had a great <laughs> conversation. Tell us about it. Yeah, it was uh, kind of unexpected and and uh, also unusual for us as we. I mean, the 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 not unusual part was um, that we had a native from Metamorton back, <laughs> um, but this time we were joined by Anne Marie Alexis, um, uh, who uh, used to when when she was still called Anne Marie Edwardson, she uh, sang with the Third and the Mortal back in the nineties, and uh, now the two uh, great Norwegian singers. Joined for a duet on the new Autumn Tears record, and um, to celebrate that, we 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 had a really interesting talk about about the scene, you know, the doom goth scene in the in the '90s that was uh, bringing out great bands in Norway and 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 also the, the Dutch scene that they were kind of growing in parallel, and a lot of nerdy uh, vocal. Um, vocal uh, technique stuff and but also very very interesting what Anne-Marie uh, has been up to since her departure from the third in the mortal in 1997 and also a little bit of uh, yeah looking into the future what these two um, amazingly talented women have planned and are working on so um, yeah go check it out it's uh, it was for me it was 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 one of the most interesting talks in a long time because it was not ah we have a new album out and stuff you know it was yeah. actually some 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 digger deep deeper digging into uh um into the history and 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 into styles and 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 artistry and all that what I found the most fascinating and what I wanted to hear more of actually was her story of going through the classical world like 
the training yeah. and um, the school and the and the problems she had with. I, I don't want to yeah. give it away because I think you should go listen to the, <laughs> the record. But I mean, it really opened like it shined a light on a world which you know we don't obviously know that well. Um, listening, yeah. you know, being in the prog, you know, kind of rock music, not knowing like how you know things work in the classical world and what's expected of singers and you know not only in their education but in the way that they sing and you know these sort of expectations that's put on them that that was really fascinating yeah but i'm glad because as i said in the in the episode as well that um i'm i'm not sure if uh, people who are not really into the classical stuff uh, would find it interesting as well. So uh, otherwise, I, I might have continued a little bit uh, um, diving deeper into the, that material. But um, yeah, it was it was super fascinating. Um, yeah, great. That was the Friday top five. Go back and check out the last episodes of the podcast. Dario, you get the final word. Take care of yourselves. Take care of your loved ones and listen to great music. Progcast is a Stuist Media podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Progcast Podcast. To learn more about Stuist Media, check out stuistmedia.com. Progcast is hosted and produced by Dario Albrecht and myself, Randy M. Salo, and is co-produced by Janine Stengel-Lewis and Blake Lewis. Our theme music is by This Is Not An Elephant. New episodes of Progcast drop every Monday and Thursday. And don't miss our Friday Top 5 episode where we discuss our favorite albums that drop that week. See you next time, Prog fam. Thank you.